Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Viking Season 2, Episode 4, Eye for an Eye. This one was written by Michael Hurst, of course, and directed by Ken Garotti. Adi I gave this episode a 9.4 out of 10. It was delightful watching Ragnar. <laughs> be out of his comfort zone i think that is when travis fimmel is at his best when he humanizes ragnar and what it's like to be a viking put into a different type of world and his curious nature just charming man when he wants to be then there's the stress of the situation going on in kattegat between uh the family on the run between well not in Kattegat but that is closer to the storyline with Lagatha and her son Bjorn then we have what's going on in England as Ragnar is caught up to speed on what y'all Borg has done thought overall it was a very well paced episode with two people meeting for the first time that i've been looking forward to watching remeet which is Eckbert and ragnar before we do jump into the recap wherever you listen to this podcast stitcher apple podcast podbean amazon anywhere else good podcasts are found go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for vikings or any other show that i do blackercouch at gmail.com let's talk about the situation with kattegat first because that comes more into play with ragnar storyline last and then we'll talk about what's going on with lagatha so as the the young princes are mucking about this cabin in the woods Aslog is the only person that is being a straight up bitch I'm a Bobby girl in the Bobby world Life in plastic, it's fantastic You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere She definitely did not endear herself to the audience whatsoever lagatha would never she would be depending on her husband she would have nothing but faith she'd be ride or die she's like it's disgusting in here and siggy who also came from such a more lofty title has no issues with this whatsoever she's like yeah and then what we have our children we have our health we have our safety what the fuck else do you need because shit is not looking as prettily as it did in Kattegat you spoiled fucking brat all she's doing is seeing vulva teases of Ragnar coming to save her oh I think that I found myself an annoying bitch please shut the fuck up can we once give it up for Siggy for holding it down keeping it real and also Rolo he's been out he has been trying to recruit people to help in in fighting against y'all Borg to take back Kattegat he's only gotten farmers he knows it's not enough but 
he is out doing what needs to be done because he knows his brother is eventually going to come back and he needs to keep his his memory alive so that people can be eager to join his cause siggy is proud of him and he admits that i didn't think my brother was ever gonna forgive me i realized that i had a lot of hatred in my heart for him for shit that's my own and now that i got this second chance i'm gonna do what i need to do to stand up for my brother then he started giving her the mm, you looking real kind of sexy because i got you know god stella got her groove back and she's like oh i'm not tired i want to fuck it is good to see rollo not looking quite so pathetic and not so embittered uh i think that is it we have to talk about on the farm because most of it's just watching the cute little kids and the whining before we get to the end in Cadigan itself torvi his wife is there i believe that she was pregnant or i may be misremembering that it's been a couple of days since i watched this episode he gives her a kiss he's sitting on ragnar's throne from his great hall and he assures his men that i'm gonna take down this motherfucker ain't nothing that the gods can do to protect him he doesn't have to fear them he can fear me his eyeballs went really weird in this scene and he looked like a like a creeper but his wife was very proud of him she gave him a very loving smile and in a way he has gotten one over on probably the most famous viking in their known world currently so of course he's feeling himself a little bit however as one does when you're making huge decisions or you're wondering about the consequences of your actions the y'all goes to see the seer and the seer says in your future i see an eagle he thinks this is a good omen so he's very confident in his status right now and based on the information given by rollo it would seem he has reason to be very cocky victory is mine yes moving over to lagatha and bjorn he tells her you know what happened to my father we need to go help him she wonders how the gods could possibly do such a thing he wants her to ask for stepdaddy's uh men to go help ragnar she's like you know that's not possible and she's right it's pretty much insult to injury with this guy and i feel as if bjorn should get that but because she loves her son she decides to sex herself up looking all gorgeous so that when he arrives pretty wasted for bed she thinks she can while her way into getting him to assist and i will say he did start off saying i don't want to talk about ragnar so if that's what we're doing that's not about to happen and come to bed because i want to have sex with you and she basically says no that's not going to happen and as much as i am disgusted by this man's actions 
he is within his rights to request it uh what she wants him deciding then to molest her though is a big no-no because you know she's lagatha how dare you i'll put a whooping on their ass so fast boy i love that she that she beats his ass and tells him i am your wife and not your whore as creeper fucking bjorn's outside the bedroom before things even got fucked up he was over there listening like do you not have any guards sir <laughs> and then as things start to get violent he hears he takes out his knife then his mother opens the door and she's like i'm fine don't worry about it like she knew he was out there <laughs> no she did say why are you doing what are you doing here like put that fucking knife away boy i got shit handled don't worry your mother is a shield maiden then it turns out she's like i don't even need your permission anyway can't imagine what his reaction is going to be to that but i don't think happy is the word one would look for we will check back in with lagatha in a little bit let's start with ragnar well let's start with ekbert he's at his dining hall he has decided that we're gonna meet with the with the pagans i don't know why they're still here these vikings but maybe we should talk to them have an audience see why they're still on our soil uh they say how can we trust these pagans to care about anyone of value he has a really great response for this which is basically when we were or before we were christians britons were pagans and when we were pagans did we not care about our family in the same way we do as christians i always find it ironic that christians that are supposed to be loving and forgiving are so quick to dehumanize people that are other with uh not even believing they have the capacity to be any more human than they are if they are of other they're savages and so he decides that he's going to send his son what did he say aethelwulf while surprised after his father very much tells him in a way in which he can't really decline without sounding like a cowardly bitch like oh i want to send someone of such high regard and value that they would send someone of equal value and high regard that makes sure that makes us clear that we're not going to harm each other but i would never send my son out to do something that he doesn't want to do even though it's an order and his son goes of course anything for the cause he sounds very much like one philip anaros <laughs> but this whole table scene just shows the maneuverability of ekbert himself on stage so when he has this later conversation with ragnar without anyone else around he's able to reveal his true self sensing a like-minded spirit but for different reasons and i think that's interesting i find with ragnar everyone he meets rather rubs off him a little bit 
with the earl he tries to be everything the last earl wasn't but he also has you know learned from him in his dealings about what it means to be politically savvy here he is starting to learn or imitate you have a moment in the bath where he actually makes the exact same physical gesture that Eckbert does showing this relaxed lean full of power and control he sees that in this man and he immediately likes and wants to ape that in his own mannerisms so i find that to be fascinating while horik is king it's interesting due to his unpreparedness to come to england to converse with people of power it is ragnar his subservient that is the one that is being the mediary between the two and i think that rubs some insecurity for the king later on which leads to i think his decision to stay but i did peep that you had hork looking a little aside at ragnar like oh, okay this should be me doing this but because i do not know the language i am forced to send my vassal but truly he is my vassal not the other way around but Eckbert certainly doesn't see it because he hasn't met the king which is what he wants to do but you see later on that Eckbert does not have the same respect for Horik as he does for for Ragnar that's the man that's the myth that's the legend ragnar is disarmed and brought into the castle he's kind of looking around he's walking quickly because two guards get behind him that's not how they do things in such a ceremonial fashion in Cadigat, they don't have bodyguards they aren't escorted from one place to the other the one guy's walking fast and with purpose uh, so he catches up to him he's kind of touching his belt because he's used to having a weapon and he's rather defenseless here so he's uneasy but he's also intrigued by what he sees with the statues and the artwork at display and he even takes a moment to say and ask you know who built these types of things and they the the guy that's escorting him gives this very fantastical type of response we don't know they say this land before us was inhabited by giants and ragnar's like fucking giants where the fuck i am ragnar is seen as a culture different from his own but seemed to have a majesticity to it to have a power to it to have worth and value in it and it doesn't and it contradicts with what vikings are are taught to believe that their gods are the best gods and there's no other god before their gods and he's seen that these other christians in this other land are profitable they have things to offer and that exposure to another culture and it begins with athelstan is what truly separates him from the rest of his people which is why he's able to see the future 
uh differently why he's able to be as innovative as he is because he is naturally as he tells the king curious he's escorted into the the king's bath of all places oh hello this tells us a lot about king Eckbert. just meeting him in his bath in the nude completely vulnerable he tells everyone to leave the room he's assessed his enemy his opponent and he's made a strategic move here to not only unsettle them unsettle him but kind of kind of uh <sighs> informs what he finds of value he's surrounded by roman statues from things of a previous great empire he sits in a roman bath where many roman bath where many roman uh politicians uh members of the council that's where they would meet to discuss business if not on the toilet uh it was a very open affair and you see that 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 um that uh <laughs> fangirly i don't know what the appreciation there we go of that culture he he sees in himself he's trying to emulate in himself and it begins with meeting someone who he sees as worthy of having this conversation because he wants to know what is in his head and he thinks by being open and forthright that will get his opponent to do the same but he is the one more in control in this interaction than ragnar and it's in that one scene where he first is like oh come join me so Ragnar's like you about to fucking watch me undress and he does and it's uncomfortable but it's funny because he's completely taking him all the way in I've always seen King Eckbert as more of the scholarly, strategic, long-range type of king. He's more of a chess player than a warrior. And so what he sees in front of him is raw warrior animalistic power. And that's what he is appreciating. But it is kind of... <laughs> kind of got some other tones to it one cannot not see ragnar gets into the water that does feel apparently pretty nice he says well now that we're naked we could be completely open and honest with each other he wants to know why he stayed in his land he's like you got plenty of treasure to take home with you and ragnar ends up revealing that he is a curious person and he wants to know more about what they have to offer about their farming and he makes this little small confession i'm a farmer you see and then he kind of almost regrets it just a bit opening that much up to him to the stranger but Eckbert immediately realizes oh this person wants something that's easily given and i do want something from them but we've kind of 
come around to this uh expectation of the other like i think he was wondering i wonder if i can use these people to my advantage and then when ragnar expresses an interest in land well he says farming he's like oh well that's something easily granted and he says while he admits to being a a curious person Eckbert admits to being an ambitious person he says i have a lot of things i want to accomplish and you your warriors can help me do that and if i give you land can we come to some type of agreement and ragnar's like i'm all about that life because he's interested in long-term goals as well so that's what they see in each other we're not idiots we both can see a profitability a uh, a connective way in which we can help each other and that's where the meeting is left so he has to take it back to the king because ragnar can't make these decisions horik uh just as he's about to explain what is exchanged for the land horik is told that his men has a, have arrived they bring news to ragnar about what Jarlborg has done and he immediately wants to go home horik doesn't offer to help him in his situation you see punk ass bitch motherfucker but instead wants to stay in england and discuss matters with the king himself ragnar kind of scoffs at this idea you don't even know the language he clearly sees this as a way and he's concerned about the sabotage here but he can't be bothered with that because his family comes first and he's a little annoyed too because the choice not to bring y'all Borg was not his it was king horrocks so him not wanting to help him get his his kingdom back is one is one slight the second i'm gonna stay here and undermine because you know i'm blind stupid and don't even know anything but i'm gonna go in there and boast around and he's already suspicious so you know he's he sees what that play is then he goes well i will have this person your athelstan stay and translate for me he says athelstan is a free man he can do what he wants to do thinking athelstan would go with him but athelstan says that he will stay with king horik this of course hurts ragnar he considers him family like wouldn't you want to come back and help your family he says you've always taught me that these relations between he sees what ragnar is trying to accomplish and he knows he's the only person that can keep that going horik is gonna fuck it up and he is like look i don't want you to have to sacrifice all of your hard work because you have to go back and help your family and i think that ragnar understands that but he doesn't he doesn't want him to stay (laughs) and he says you know your decision is your decision but if you change your mind we'll be leaving your family will be leaving at dust your friends he of course doesn't change his mind and can barely even look at him on the shore as they both stare at each other it's tearing up my heart when i'm with you 
peep uh people and boy over there just staring watching the whole interaction didn't say a word but he stares at floki as well and i think that his lingering christianity i think that that is also starting to bother athelstan and his welcome ragnar and his friends don't see him as such but i think that athelstan as stated earlier wants to prove himself to ragnar and by doing this by earning that armband he feels that might be enough to shut up even even floki from from you know dragging his closest to his religion even though he's still very much conflicted even though he says he isn't on a hunting expedition unfortunately uh the group is ambushed by a band of experts experts men we saw that Eckbert had been advised that the vikings had split he probably realized that ragnar brought back his proposal it was not accepted and he decided to uh take out the rest of them like yeah i don't need y'all bitches unfortunately athelstan is caught branded and apostate and crucified very brutally in the worst fashion but he is saved from death because Eckbert shows up and orders him to be taken down from the cross that he was nailed to man what he suffered for stan you made the fucking wrong choice my friend you made the wrong choice baby ragnar and crew make it home floki tells uh oh i always forget her name (laughs) and i shouldn't because i love her uh he tells his girl that a lot of people helga that a lot of people had died that they had lost a lot of ships on their way coming back and that they lost some of their men as well they make their way quickly to where his family is they're happy to see him he tries to have sex with his wife (laughs) who tells him she's had a prophecy and that we can't have sex for three days she's like he's like fuck your prophecies i'm horny and i just it's been like 12 months and i don't i don't fuck people when i'm away okay i'm very faithful so if i got the chance to rub one out that's what your job is that's what that's what we signed you to fuck up for (laughs) uh he then talks to his brother he's a little angry at his brother and i thought that was unjustly so rollo was doing what he needed to do but he's more angry at the situation than his brother rollo tells him correctly look i've done all i can do but he's got the upper hand right now and as much as you're angry and want to strangle him with your bare hands that's we need more fighters the next morning ragnar is surprised that a large group of said fighters do show up with one beautiful looking lagatha i love her so much and bjorn she's like hello ragnar she's so cute on that fucking horse then she jumped down and he says you know it's been too long and he looks over and he sees his son for the first time in like i don't know 10 years seven years i don't know i lost count 
and he says and who are you and he knows but he wanted him to say i am your son in the hug the hug the hug they ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand Fimo played this perfectly perfectly him being so happy to see his son the conversation that they have it was a little viking ish but he's like we heard that you were in trouble so we came because that's what family does and he says i'm so happy the gods have reunited us i feel like being here with my mother and my father i'm reborn it's like i don't have to ask if you've been eating well because you look fucking fantastic <laughs> it's just like this is this is my number one this is my boy the boy with the woman i loved he tells him he's right to remember his sister which was beautiful that he still remembered his sister like i'm wise he tells him that he is wise like his mother and his father it's just everything about the reunion was beautiful even the way he just grabbed him and he looked back at lagatha and she just gave that sigh like it was everything she ever wanted like she's like finally home she knows what it's like to be around a good man a good warrior a good person just uh just makes you sad that it couldn't work out <laughs> but i totally understand you know she had her pride but i don't know why her pride though would end her up with this motherfucker but as stated you know it's not to me maybe eligible bachelor earls with their own significant power lying around lying around that is gonna conclude this episode's recap but don't worry we've got feedback i did not intend for that to rhyme but i'm glad that it did let's hop into the mailbag Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Vikings episode four of season two. I enjoyed this episode. It had a lot going on. Um, it wasn't as action-packed as the last one was, but I'm not gonna lie. When they do those battle scenes, I don't, I don't watch them. <laughs> I just, me and that, that type of. I've already talked about this before, that that kind of stuff just doesn't, I'm just, I just can't get into it, but um, everything outside of that, uh, I enjoy immensely, um, so um, luckily there wasn't too much of that in this one, um, <clears throat> but yeah, this one was more of, um, I guess, chess match so to speak um moving parts on the table for what is to come we got um Hiral and, and his um insecurities about his actions we saw him going to see the seer and basically it seems like he wanted to have some type of um guarantee or feel some type of comfort in the decision to take over Catechet. And, um, yeah, I don't know. The seer, uh, I'm kind of trying to figure out oh, what the seer was trying to say with that eagle. Um, I know he talks in riddles and he doesn't really, um, 
like come out right out and say a lot of the times um but that's going to be interesting to see that that um translate on screen what he's talking about in regards to him turning into an eagle or something um then we got Ragnar finding oh before that Ragnar going to the king is it Egbert uh what is up with him I guess they do business in the bath <laughs> it's like I, I don't know like everyone's vulnerable it's like a uh a mindset that um you make you get your enemies naked or your foes or your friends or your you talk business naked I don't know but um that was interesting. Um, their talk. I'm really curious because Ragnar got interrupted when he went back to uh, King Horik to talk about what happened before he can say what the king wanted in return. They got interrupted and it never was revisited. So we don't know what the what the king wanted. And, of course, I'm a little bit suspicious of Horik anyway. Anyone that can, you know, break a pack, you know, without, you know, with no thoughts behind it is someone that can't really be trusted too much. And so him wanting to stay behind and wanting to go ahead and talk to the king, which, again, I mean, I, I in, in a way I get it because it's like up to this point, it's like Ragnar was calling all the shots while he kind of took a... A backseat to it all so I'm like it's and to be honest it really should be I might have said that twice but it should be um um king to king you know it's like equal equal but you know he sends Ragnar well they did the trade so I mean to be fair but still it seems like Ragnar is more leading the charge than um Horik and so that should be interesting going forward um what that all plays out he ended up Ethelstan ended up staying which i figured was not gonna go well for him i just didn't know what capacity that was gonna be uh going down then we see that he gets captured um and they tried to crucify him which is the, the most horrific way to die one of one of many horrific ways to die it's like really oh my gosh <laughs> uh, anyways I, I just don't understand i guess leaning into that more would maybe give some understanding on why this is seen as such a um i mean i guess i don't know um the way to die the way to go um but anyway he gets saved by the king so whatever that means going forward uh that'll be interesting um we have rollo siggy and aslog and everybody that um escaped from the um the slaughter oh speaking of which i thought he killed everybody but he but when in the beginning he was talking to the townspeople and i'm like oh i didn't think there was any left but apparently they are because he was like laying down the law like the new law in town is me and my thing is uh he was talking about the um the law is like because ragnar broke his pact that the law says that he can do what he did 
And I'm like, if that's the case, wouldn't Ragnar know that? And wouldn't he have, you know, put in safeguards to try to keep that from happening if that's really a law? I'm like, is that a law you made up, sir? I'm like, because I, I don't know. That seems like if that's a if that's known around the world or around in their culture, then that shouldn't that really puts it back on Ragnar um, even more so to protect his people while he's gone and not leave them so vulnerable. But anyway, um, but yeah, we got um, Bjorn and um, Lagertha. I don't know. I'm saying her name wrong. I'm not saying it right. Um, but you know, he, <laughs> she was a badass. So I'm so glad that we got to see what I was hoping to see with, is her being who she is um and fighting back and letting him know what's what so awesome for her you know we have yarn you know and there is backup just in case so <laughs> he was not playing around so um but yeah we have aslog siggy rollo and the children and a few other folks uh, make it to this little hideaway um farm situation and Aslog being the spoiled, you know, entitled person that she is, you know, just having a hard time being dirty. I'm like, ma'am, you be grateful. I'm with Siggy in this one. <laughs> like, um, uh, you need to be grateful. Uh, your life is in danger. And I mean, I know she has a power of sight to some degree, but at the same time, uh, it is what it is. You got ran out of your home. And this is the situation that you're in right now. And you need to just calm the hell down. Um, but again, I get she's a princess, used to the finer things of life. But this is a very uh, tenu tenuous situation um, with this, uh, with everything that happened at Catechet. But um, we see that in the end, which I got, I'm not going to lie, I got teary-eyed when I saw the reunion between Ragnar and Bjorn and just seeing how proud he was and seeing his son all grown up and all of that stuff and, you know, Lagatha um, coming to help him out um, as we're originally saying that they should mind their business. Uh, she couldn't really stay away because it was their home. I mean, these are their people. Um, just because things didn't work out between her and Ragnar, that she's this has been that was her home for decades. So um, I'm sure it all tugged at her in the end, and she did the right thing with that. Um, so yeah, this one was a, 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 a like I said, I think I said earlier, more I think is setting up what's to come is you know getting all the players. Where they need to be. I'm very interested in what's going to happen with Ethelstan, um, with him being separated from Ragnar, what that all means. Um, curious now that you know Bjorn is back with his dad, what that whole dynamic is going to be with Ragnar, Aslog, and Lagatha. And yeah, I wonder, you know, in the, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I know that. These are another woman's children, but these these are his half brothers. So I wonder how he's gonna receive them. I'm sure with love, I hope. 
but I shouldn't say I'm sure because I don't know. But that's all I got. My time is almost up. Um, but very excited to see how this all plays out. Um, and hopefully I'm not forgetting anything. So until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. Thank you, Shy, for your thoughts on the episode. Uh, only a few things to add. Uh, Horik knew they was going to to uh, go to this island, but he and Ragnar had different expectations when they got here. I don't think he had any intention of doing anything other than pillaging and going home. Them still being there is due to Ragnar pretty much trying to sell him on this idea that maybe we can gain more than just a temporary type of arrangement with these people. Uh, maybe there's something more than just treasure. He sees the true treasure being that of the soil. Because the only reason why they're raiding is because they don't have what it needs. Uh, they don't have enough land on their own lands to provide for everyone. So Viking, or not Viking, Ragnar is being far more altruistic in his designs whereas Horg is far more selfish and his so that's why he didn't prepare himself to have such interactions with the king to be fair in his defense and he's not really sold on the idea the only one that was pushing that forward was Ragnar and the reason why he was entertaining him is due to the fact that he upheld uh supporting Horik and his decision not to to bring Borg on the mission so it was really a going to your second question uh a sacrifice that Ragnar did leave himself open to that's why he's so angry he's not infallible either as a leader he should have kept his shit protected and expected retribution I mean you just went to war over this man's pride of what he thought is owed to him you broke a pact uh, while the king initiated sure you could have chosen to side with y'all board then y'all would have been fighting the king that's what happens when uh alliances are made and broken you have to choose who you are going to most side with and i think he chose with the right person which was horik due to what he wanted and desired but he should have then considered i mean it was a little arrogant to think that this man also doesn't who's at the same station of him uh wouldn't want to act on the laws of the land that would permit him to to have his retribution i don't think he made that up i think that that's part of the 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 parcel of kind of what the previous earl was dealing with like yeah we have these laws but they're not always held up on the up and up when it's convenient for you so the thing about christians why they were crucified by the romans you would think that they would not do the same to pagans but this seems to be their vengeance in a sense so there's a lot of correlation here because the time period and britain is right after the collapse of the first part of the roman empire which was substantially more uh into britain and then after that part collapsed all of roman 
customs and beliefs and all of the forward-thinking things they brought to britain were then taken away and lost within generations so so much so that there are those that forgot that they were far more technology advanced they took so a lot of things took a lot of backseat after the roman empire particularly in in europe and things got a lot more uh they they had to crawl back from from that black that's why they call it the dark ages it wasn't things weren't happening it was just things then took far more generations in the future to get back to any any status of where the romans where they left the road their roads they left their bathhouses and that speaks to as i was saying eckbert and his own designs on how he sees himself uh and i think the last thing i have on my list is he couldn't kill everyone only any warriors i'm not sure even what i meant by that i have no idea i have no clue but that's my response to something i think everything else i did discuss in the podcast but uh, i look forward to hearing feedback for the next episode should be a pretty good one last and certainly not least who's already concluded season two is mimi what up stina this is mimi here's my feedback for vikings episode four of season two i told you i was trucking along i am really enjoying this season two it's very good um i literally like let's go like I was watching football like shy when I uh, saw um, see I want to keep calling her Lagertha but you said that's not how you say it that's how it looks like when when you look up the character's name that's how it looks so I get is it if it's not Lagertha what am I supposed to call her is it it's not it can't be Agatha because there's an L anyway when i saw her and bjorn pull up <laughs> i knew that was them when uh, loki was saying oh that's them coming um they're coming to finish us off i was like no nah, that's that's the rescue squad and the fact that she came and her husband didn't looking like a fucking boss bitch and her fucking warrior gear i was fucking here for it <laughs> it was amazing and then when Bjorn stepped forward he was like and this is he was like I'm your he didn't even get to have to finish it like I'm your son like dude you still got that same dumbass haircut the daddy know that's you um, that was a pretty heartfelt reunion and when he brought up his sister I was pretty choked up I'm not gonna lie I know I'm skipping right to the end but like that was that was it for me i was like okay i see where this is fucking going and it's awesome um like i i was just i was really fucking excited like i loved every second of that 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 scene when they pulled up um so i guess we can rewind um rollo is impressing me i don't know if he's gonna keep this momentum or if he's gonna turn out to be a dick again he seems almost 
like a different person like I'm looking at the character and I'm like okay this is definitely said the same actor isn't it but his like even his like facial features don't look as like tough and like twisted and mean like he just looks lighter like I don't know when, when Siggy was like I want to feel I was like bitch me too Robo looking good as fuck I don't know if anybody else is feeling it but I am he can get it that um hard jealous dick face from season one i don't think he exists anymore i'm hoping this rollo sticks because he's really really doing it and i'm proud of him um but back to the current wife of ragnar lothbrook she annoys the shit out of me i hate her face um I understand she has a sight, but why would you name your child Snake in the Eye? Like, that's the serpent my dad killed. I don't know. That seems like she, it sounds like she cursed him. And I don't know, I know she's just prophesizing, but why would you name him that? Like, why not name him something else? Like, it just seems fucking rude. (laughs) And then she's like, this place is dirty, bitch y'all on the run do you not remember what's fucking happening (laughs) you want to be in the lap of luxury so you can all fucking die and be murdered like suck this shit up for your fucking children and stop being a crybaby ass bitch like it it makes me angry like you you came in you 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 got what you wanted now you gotta you gotta be the fucking you gotta be the person that you know for better or worse when you are with someone and you commit your life to them you can't always expect everything to go great like I, I I'm assuming she's like the seer she only sees what the gods want her to see but like seriously like her the whole time she's whining like this place is so dirty like your kids are safe and they don't know no better they sitting there frolicking and happy because they feel like hey everybody's happy we got food we got some roof over our head you know they don't they don't care that they're not in the lap of luxury or having people bring them food or feasting off like just be happy y'all are fucking alive because not everyone is and it just it just boggles my mind it was really she was really getting on my nerve um and then uh her, Arl, Yarl, whatever, I don't know what that dude's name is, I don't even care, um, I just, I don't know, I feel like, you know, the, the eagle isn't gonna mean what he thinks it's gonna mean, um, the seer looked pretty annoyed with him when he made his announcement, like, I'm in charge, blah, 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 I'm your ruler, fuck uh, Ragnar and anybody who likes him, basically, um, so we'll see how that goes, I, I don't think just knowing that this show has more than two seasons, and I know for a fact that there's some stuff happening that Ragnar's in, so I know clearly he's gonna prevail, I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I know shit's not gonna go well for Yar, Yar, Borg? Borg? Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I don't care. 
Um, so we'll see. Um, and then let's go back to um, Wessex. Um, when um, <laughs> I guess the king of Wessex and uh, uh, Ragnar had that jacuzzi talk. Um, it seemed like stuff was gonna go, you know, go kind of well for Ragnar, but then he got the news about what happened and he left. And as soon as Appleson, Appleton, Appleson, Appleton, like I said, I'm gonna call him what I'm gonna call him. I don't care. But as soon as he decided to stay, I knew it was a mistake. I was like, yeah, there's no reason for the king to, to continue this negotiation if Ragnar isn't there. Ragnar is the one he heard of. Ragnar is the one who he negotiated with. Ragnar is the one he struck a deal with. So why would he listen to you? I I just knew that wasn't going to go the way that he thought it was going to go. And I thought for sure um, they all were going to die. Um, it looks like Appleton has a stay of execution. Um, it looked like when he saw that Bible bleeding, it was an omen. So I, I guess we'll see. Um, I don't know what the king is going to do. Maybe he figured they should leave someone alive so they have some type of uh, leverage for Ragnar, assuming he comes back. Maybe it's because he spoke the language, he used to be a Christian, maybe he, if he's smart, he would understand that Appleton knows their language and the Vikings and he's been with them for however many years, what has it been, like six? So he clearly has some information and it seems as though, if we remember correctly, Appleton told Ragnar that that king is like him. So, we'll see. I'm very, very interested in this next episode. Can't wait to see uh, Bjorn as an adult fighting because I'm starting to think that I like this Bjorn more than I like the one in the beginning. So, um, I'm hoping that's true. Um, the way he had that knife ready to go in there and fucking kill a bitch for his mama, I was down for it. And the way she um, reminded, like I think, I think she needed to remember who she was. But once she was, once she like got herself together, she kicked him in his fucking nuts, and he looked like that shit hurt. Like she sent them motherfuckers in his throat, and was like, "I am not your whore. I'm your wife." And she was like, "Bitch, you need to show me some fucking respect." And clearly, she was like, "And we taking your fucking warriors, and we going to help Ragnar, ho." And I don't want to hear nothing else about it. And she probably like pushed him off the bed just to prove a point. <laughs> I I am so happy that we get to see her. I hope we I hope we get to see her and Ragnar interact because I know she still loves him. I can tell from the way he was she was looking at him. And it's hard to know how he felt because he was looking more at Bjorn than anything, probably because he missed the shit out of his son. And knowing his son is finally old enough to raid with him, he probably was, like, sad because, like, I have these other sons, but my oldest son that I've known longer, <laughs> that I've had more love for in these years because I've known him so much longer, <laughs> is not with me. So, we'll see. Um, can't wait to see what's happening with this uh, battle. Um, and I hope uh, Lagertha and Bjorn fuck some bitches up 
and they name gets spread around like Ragnar's. That, that's what she. That's what they deserve. Um, anyway, until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, we out. Thank you, Queen Mimi, for your thoughts on the episode. Uh, just a few things to add good insight I can only say mildly interesting but I think that you will get the answers to your questions sooner rather than later and I can't wait to hear your reactions to things and how they unfold because it is bomb ass I love season two I'm not sure if I love season two more than I love season three but we 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 shall see I'll put a poll between us Rollo's hair was long and glistening and he was fuckable to, uh, yeah he was I was like damn yeah you're right his whole demeanor has changed and that makes him 10 times so sexier I want to climb up that man I want to I want to climb it Ragnar still sees himself as a humble farmer and the thing about Aslog is I understand she's always been and that's her issue she's always been seeing herself as better than versus her husband who still despite attaining power has maintained who he is as a person i think that's something to keep uh, an eye on and that is all that i can say in regards to your feedback but i uh once again look forward to hearing your uh your take oh one last thing i think that him loving lagatha he would never say it because one thing we've been shown is Ragnar's a rather faithful man despite yeah yeah no how things went down I think he respects Lagatha enough that you made your decision the loss of your love is the price I have to pay I would never impugn upon you my feelings because that's what I sacrificed by choosing to have these sons with Aslog and then out of respect for Aslog my wife i'm not going to acknowledge any love or pine after you or show that at any capacity so once again if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can send uh leave a comment below actually (laughs) my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic